welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual player RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by my good friend Riley Rethal for a game of It's Been a Long, Long Time. A two-player romance RPG about lovers separated by a great deal of time and what finally happens when those two lovers come back together. It was a beautiful game. It was a game that I really, really enjoyed playing. It is super easy to pick up and play. I can't recommend it enough. You can find a link to it in the show notes. It was super cool, and I can't wait for you to hear the game. Riley is also running a Kickstarter at this very moment alongside Jay Dragon for a pair of games bundled together, Venture and Dragon. Venture is a game of introspective fantasy adventuring. It sort of is a belonging outside belonging riff on Dungeons and Dragons, inspired by some podcast called All My Fantasy Children. It sounds pretty great. It sounds like one that you should be listening to on OneShotPodcast.com. That's neither here nor there. Venture is beautiful and like thought-provoking and introspective, and I can't just I cannot recommend it enough. Dungeon is a metatextual game about kids playing Dungeons and Dragons who explore teenage childhood issues through the lens of fantasy role-playing games. That's which is just the coolest concept. Like I am in love with that concept on premise alone. I've seen a few of the like preview materials. They look incredible. Please go back venture and dungeon. Find more information in the show notes. Make these. I mean, they've already been made to happen because they're tearing through stretch goals. Go back the games. They're incredible. Check them out in the show notes. And I think with that, why waste another moment? Let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Riley Rethel. Riley, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. So real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about all of the cool stuff that you've got going on that you might want them to know about. Uh, yeah, so I write a whole lot of games. Some might say too many games. Those people are um, wrong. Yeah, that's true. Um, which you can find at metagame.itch.io. Um, I right now I have a Kickstarter running. Um, me and Jay Dragon are doing a joint Kickstarter for Zine Quest with um my game Venture, which actually was in, uh partially inspired by your other podcast, Jeff. Uh, All my fantasy children. All my um, fantasy children, a storytelling, <laughs> world building, and character creation podcast powered by listener prompts. Yeah, that that one actually. It's a good podcast. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I just caught up, and then now I'm not again. Um, but it's so there are two games, Venture and Dungeon, working title at this point, I think, um, that are like about D and D, but they're belonging outside belonging. So Venture is um, a game of introspective heroic fantasy. Um, it's a belonging outside belonging game with a D and D kind of class like archetypes. Um, it's it's pretty good. And then uh, Dungeon is a game about like playing D&D. So you're playing a kid who's playing D&D and it rules. Oh my gosh. I'm 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 already in love. You, yeah, you it's got me. it's great. I'm so excited. Um and we have some cool stretch goals, some friends are writing um venture playbooks that are going to also rule. Um uh other games that I've written, um Dusk to Midnight, I did a Kickstarter for last year. Um which is a game about uh doomed mech pilots. Um, the Riot Starts is a game about revolution in the underworld, inspired by Hades Town. Um, oh, and then Doa Kate uh, is a Kickstarter, another Kickstarter that I did with um, my friend J.R. Goldberg, which is um, a Jewish tabletop RPG anthology that has um, a bunch of awesome games that will be coming out in a couple months. Very, very cool. Venture is super good. I read it. I'm, I'm obsessed with like it's 
so it's fascinating. It's compelling. Thank it's you. Great. I, I I want to I want to rave on camera on mic about it because it's real real good. Is the thing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So sorry, I got I got off track because I was thinking about how much <laughs> I like venture. Um. Yeah. So also so following up on that, why don't you tell us about the game that we are playing this week? Oh yeah, that's another one. <laughs> so it's been a long long time. Is um a two player uh card prompt game about uh characters who are in love and are separated and then reunite um it's inspired by well i mean it's inspired by like just my favorite trope in existence um specifically you know the captain america movies um and uh black sails and um jason adax of friends of the table counterweight i it's it's probably it's it's not my favorite game that I've written, like, mechanics-wise, or, like, the one I think is the most innovative, but it's my favorite one to play. <laughs> just fair. because I think it creates, like, really cool stories that, like, have a lot of, like, emotional weight because it's told achronologically. So it's it's told kind of, like, I would say in flashbacks, but it's not like you have, like, framing for it. It's just, like, you're telling these different little bits yeah, of a story. Right. Yeah, it's, like, interconnected little scenes that will come together, like, that when we look at them in the whole will tell us the the complete story and then we get to kind of see them we get to kind of see the little pieces and then we get to zoom out and see how they tell the whole the, the story as a whole yeah i'm i'm really excited i've read over the game i think it, it sounds i i i think mechanically i love the a sort of asymmetrical nature of it and i love it's also just a trope that i really really like as well so i was hell yeah immediately like yeah let's do let's do this let's let's get into this hell yeah oh and um i have so the way that i usually play this online is there's a site called playingcards.io all right um and i made a room already so i'll send that to you perfect um basically the way that that works is there's a little thing at so the one thing that you can't do on this site that i would like to is like shuffle a specific card into a specific part of the deck um so instead of doing that if we get the ace of hearts and we think that it's too early to like Mm -hmm. do the reunion then we're gonna like, hit recall, and it'll shuffle everything that isn't in that little bar at the bottom. So you just put all your cards in that. Um, the first time I tried to play this was on Roll20, and that was hell. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. again. I don't love the card system on Roll20. It's far, it's way far from ideal, and so I've, I'm excited to try try this website that might be less hellish, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I really like it. It also, I've never tried it, but it does have spinners, which you can use as dice, and so I... Yeah. I, I I am I'm eventually gonna try to like start a movement. <laughs> All right, I can get down with it. All right, so to get started, we need to decide on three things. We need to decide on uh, who our lovers are, why they're separated, and there's a third I think that I'm not remembering. Um, yeah, I'm also. Oh, oh, and how much they knew of each other's affections. Got it. That's the third one. So I guess I think the obvious question to start with is who is our who are our lovers, which will tell us both the time, place, and like people. Yeah, um, I've been thinking about like what what like because I played this game a lot. It's definitely the like the game that I've written that I've played the most. Um, so you know, I've literally two days ago, me and my friend, me and my friend spent the entire day doing a, like a play by post Finpo one, which good. was great. Um, Very good, extremely it's, good. It's really good. <laughs> Um, I've done, like, you know, like, like, royalty kind of stuff, um, a lot of, like, cyberpunk, um, weird dimension-hopping superheroes, um, 60 spies, 
So I, I was trying to think. I think, I mean, one thing that I definitely um, haven't done yet that I'd like to do is, like, a kind of more Captain America-inspired thing. Okay. Um, But I'm definitely not, like, married to that. I was also talking to a friend about doing that, so, you know. So, I can't stop. I honestly, I think about this game a whole lot. <laughs> that's fair. And I... I, I, I appreciate that. Like, as I, as a designer, I think we're all kind of going for that with at least one of our games is this is the game that, like, gives me a thing that I'll think about a lot. Yeah, like, I don't even know why I'm writing ga- on it, like, why I keep writing games after this. It's like, it doesn't, I'm just going to play. It's been a long, long time again. That's, that's fair. And I think, I think, I think that's really the dream for a designer is to make that one game that you're like, I could just play this again. So, I love the Captain America idea, and I'm definitely down for that. Literally, the only other thought that I had going into this was, what if we just did Champ and Crowbar from the Starcrossed episode again? Oh my but I'm god. Thinking, but I'm thinking Captain America might be better than that. <laughs> I mean, that is, like, my favorite episode, so would love to do Party of One fanfiction, but... <laughs> Maybe next time. Let's plan on this <laughs> yeah. for next time. So... A Captain America type story, so a superhero who has been displaced in time. Yeah. Cool. I'm sucker for a good superhero story, so this will be good. Yeah, I also, like, another thing that I like about this game is, I mean, in a lot of the stuff, in general, like, the stuff that I gravitate to in writing is, like, taking stories about, like, superheroes or, like, you know, super space heroes. Um, sorry, that's like a, never mind. Um, and, like, being like, but what is what is the stuff that isn't super about them? And, like, this is very much a game about, like, uh, like relationships and stuff. Yeah, totally. And like, I feel exactly the same way. That's what's interesting to me about superheroes is they are people put in this position that are ordinary people. Yeah. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm down. So, so my question for you is this. Is this a Captain America Bucky situation where both people are the same age on both ends of the time gap? Or is this a Captain America and uh, Agent Carter situation where there where one of where one of our players ages in real time? Oh man, I hmm. I I guess I haven't. I keep thinking that like I've played this game and I've never had it. Like you could totally do this with a sad ending, and I've never done it. Um, but I don't know if I want to do it. Okay. Okay, then let's go with, let's go with, we have, so then, then we know that we have to get, we have to lay out two protagonists that have, that have both been isolated in time or separated from each other for a, an extended period. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. This is good, this is good world building info. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what I want to throw out is, uh, taking a cue from a very strange piece of superhero, uh, material that is very close to my heart which is also captain america related (laughs) is in the in the looking back not very good spider-man cartoon in the 90s they have an arc that involves captain america where the premise is he gets into a fist fight with red skull and wanders into a time portal (laughs) and then stumbles back out of the time portal still having a fist fight (laughs) 60 years later that's great. So, what I'd like to propose is whatever our superhero is, they have flown through a time portal that has been 60 years removed. That is like 60 years removed. The world Love has that. changed, and then our other hero is 
has had something else happen to them that has aged them, that has kept them preserved for that 60 years. Hmm. Now, I definitely, just because I'm, I mean, I'm like the biggest Steve Bucky shipper, but I also am the biggest Peggy Carter fan. Um, so I'm definitely thinking about some kind of like spy thing. Sure. Also. Um, hmm. What if it was, what if the other protagonist is sort of a Nick Fury de-aging situation or even more so no that's not what I wanted to say what if the other protagonist is a Captain America where like in order to preserve themselves they became they went through like a super soldier body transformation program that has kept them the same age for 60 Mm. years love it like a like a long winter kind of situation yeah where it's like it's like they you know I, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm thinking, and tell me what you think about this. What if it's like a, if the Winter Soldier didn't, like, did it under, if, if Bucky became the Winter Soldier under his own volition and then led S.H.I.E.L.D. for that entire time. Oh, okay, love that. Yes, definitely. So basically it's, um, because then that also throws out the idea to me that, like, they're waiting for the other person. Yeah, and then that kind of throws out the idea of the fact that it's it's I'm going to have to lead this or this agency says to me that the other person is not just a Captain America, it's not a Captain America but like a a Superman or a a spectacularly powerful character that like that like in their absence it's like okay, we have to set up infrastructure to support the things that this person was handling. And like mm. that's why we need this organization. Oh, so is 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 the one who who went through a time portal? Were they like the only kind of like proper superhero? I kind of love that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like that a lot. And it's like it's like okay, cool. Superman's gone. All of the stuff that Superman was doing is still out there. We need to like build an entire organization to basically make up for what this one person was doing to to keep us safe from weird from weird disaster yeah i I super love that and then and then like it's it's they carry this they carry this on and then eventually you know eventually the other person comes through the portal also unaged and they have their miraculous uh reuniting i i love that so much also i'm realizing that this is definitely gonna like show my just reveal to everyone my entire like 2014 2015 existence of just being obsessed with captain america (laughs) that's fine look look i've that's same but also add like 15 years to that so it's fine (laughs) you're so valid look some things never change and i think that's important (laughs) to convey (laughs) yeah oh my gosh i like this a lot i love i love every part of this a whole lot me too so I, I, I think that we'll probably – do you have a particular character that you're more interested in exploring? Oh, de- definitely the the one who stays. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good, because I, lo- I love playing a Superman analog. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> I kind of thought so. So I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to call – I'm going to call my character, and I'm going to use uh, he, his pronouns. I'm going to call him the Archon. A-R-A-R-C-H-O-N, the Archon. Ooh. 
And I'm going to leave his power set vaguely undefined if it comes up in a card prompt. If, like, if if at some point we feel like it, like talking through them, we can. But I think, like, generally larger-than-life powers that can handle threats larger than... Can single-handedly handle threats that an entire organization of of less-powered disaster containers are, are, are tasked with in his absence. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. Is yeah. this is this like 40s to now? Or would that be mm. like 50s to now? Or is it a different jump than that? <laughs> what 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 do you think? What's more interesting to you? Is it interesting to do it where their reunion is in the modern day? Is it interesting to do it where the reunion is in the future and like they they sort of meet in the modern day? What's what what are you feeling? I hmm. I mean, like, I definitely just because of, like, Captain America, and... No, that's not true. I've been interested in, in World War II stuff for more than that. Like, that's definitely a thing that I'm interested in. Um, but also, what if it was, like... When was... <clears throat> I don't... This is gonna show that I actually don't know that much about superheroes, though. Mm-hmm. Um, when was a time that, like, superhero comics were super popular that, like, wasn't... Like, was that, like, the 60s? The, yeah, so the 70s? big... The, the, the three, like, big booms in comics are the... 40s, the 60s, and the and the 90s. Yeah, what if it was, like, the 60s to, right, like, we can get down with that. The, the, like, near future? Yeah, I can get down with that. To the day after tomorrow, where it's a little bit yeah. cyberpunky on the other side. Yeah. Down, down, love it. Just because just I was trying to, you know, I gotta, if I gotta name this character, I gotta figure out what... <laughs> For sure. 60s names. <laughs> oh, these are so boring. Wait, what do you mean that you're not just naming your kids with nouns? Shit. Okay, maybe I won't. See, I made I made like a little list because I was like, oh man, I'm so bad at name like thinking of names quickly. But a lot of them are more Star Warsy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going Star Warsy. I feel like because I feel like for a '60s spy comic, going with a slightly Star Warsy name is not the worst situation. That's extremely fair. Um. Ooh. All right. How about um. Valley LeBlanc. Valley LeBlanc is very good. All right, cool. And I think she uses she, her pronouns. Cool. Okay, so the situation that we've got at the start of our game is the Archon, uh, real name, Aster Crawford. <laughs> okay, I love that. I love that because um, for a Masks game that never happened, I made a Captain America analog whose last name was Aster. <laughs> good. Perfect. That's very comic book multiverse, is that connection. <laughs> So Aster uh, is fighting his grand nemesis uh, and his other and his sort of interdimensional army. He pushes their mothership through a, a tear in time and space. The tear collapses in on itself. And for the first time in, we'll say, eight years, close a little, little close to a decade, the world is without its superpowered guardian. Valley LeBlanc uh, takes up this mantle, forges this... Wait. Does she form the organization, or does she just assume the head of the organization? I don't know. Play to find out. <laughs> Play to find out. An organization is established. Uh, Valley LeBlanc becomes a... a, a bec- like, becomes... Transforms her body into into a super spy, manage, eventually managing this organization, in, whether whether by founding it or by assuming a role of leadership, until... 60 years later, in the year 2025, a tear opens 
a demolished mothership pushes through the other side and the Archon comes home. Both of whom are unaged by, are unaged to the day and stare at each other in the face. Now, how aware of each other's affections are we? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe... I know that it says to, to figure this out, but we could wait a little bit just to, like, see what we want to say about, like... That sounds good their, for me. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. I want to I work out a little bit of their relationship before I answer that question. Yeah. And so that pretty much answers everything. We know why they're, we know who they were. We know why they were separated and we know the, and we'll find out how affectionate or what the nature of their relationship was in play. All right. So with that, I think we start drawing cards and playing out scenes. Yeah. I guess I can explain real quick how the cards kind of work. Please. Um, So each suit represents a different like era in the character's lives. So clubs represent, um, your time apart, either, like, before you met or, like, during your relationship, but not directly related to the other. Um, diamonds represent the lives you spent together. Uh, spades represent the time that you were separated. And then hearts represent your reunion, and we're not gonna play those right away. Basically, once we've played enough scenes and we draw the ace of hearts, that begins the reunion, and then we're gonna go through all the hearts cards. Got it. Makes sense. Would you like to draw the first card, or should I? Uh, go for it. All right. So I've drawn the two of hearts, so I'm going to set that aside. Yeah. And I'm going to draw another card. Also the six <laughs> of hearts, I'm going to set that aside. Okay, it's like, it, that's so funny because like it's become a joke that I never get hearts cards. Like it's always the other player. Well, there you go. The cycle has continued. Yeah, and then you should put those in the little thing at the bottom. Oh, got it. So the queen. There we go. The queen of spades. Would you like to read me that question? Sure. Um, that is the time someone spoke of your past and got it wrong. The time so, oh, someone... Oh, I guess I should have said this. Um, I forgot as we were talking, but you, there will have to be, like, some amount of time that we haven't met yet, but you're, like, mm-hmm. doing stuff. Yeah. Like, after the time portal for, like, your spades questions. Oh, got it. Oh, so what I was thinking was I should have broken this down a little bit because my, ther- my pitch for that or what I'm thinking for that is that, like... Uh, is that time passes for the Archon within, like, the time portal or time vortex. Mm-hmm. I'm basically in a pocket dimension fighting these, fighting these, like, it, these super-powered, uh, these super-villains for, like, 60 years in an endless conflict. Oh, fun. Love that for you. Buck, like, you just going buck wild with it. <laughs> really leaning hard into Captain America is throwing punches at Red Skull when he walks into the portal and then when he walks back out of the portal. <laughs> Has just never stopped. See, I guess what I was imagining is you just like walked in and walked out and we're like, oh man, 60 years, huh? Huh. No, I think it's, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I was thinking like, I think it's, I think it's really compelling to have it be that like, that just like, I just, I fought them or I fought them or we'll find out in play whether it was a continuous fight or the fight ended and there was just a time where I was alone in space. Mm-hmm. Or I met other people and other societies in space. We'll find all of that out. But I do think time passes in that vortex. Love that. With, like, for, for the Archon. So the time someone spoke of my past and got it wrong. Oh, I think I have a good one. I think I'm going to lean into another trope that I'm an absolute sucker for. And have it be a supervillain monologue. Hell yeah. I think, like, I think it's right before... So I think there is, like... I'm going to lay out the moment and say, I think it is 
like as I am I am face to face with uh the void lord <laughs> grand emperor of the infinite void who sought Love to that. who sought to subsume all of reality within the cosmic the cosmic nothingness he is laying out this like grand villainous monologue and trying to get in my head in our final like grand battle as I make my way through his spaceship of like they didn't they saw you as a tool. They didn't see you as a person. Mm-hmm. You're nothing. You, you, you're going you're gonna to give your life fighting for people that see you as nothing, as little more than a fire hydrant that they can point at a kitchen fire. And I, I and I, you know, the, for, for half a second, you see the Archon's shoulders slump and you see him start to maybe think that maybe, just maybe, there's, there's nothing waiting for me on the other side that when I get back, it's just going to be get back to work Mm -hmm. and then close in on his eyes and, and you hear him maybe whisper, you know, she wouldn't see me like that. And then get right back into it, tear some things down. And like, we get the big hero come back right at the big finale of the battle. Love that. So is the Archon from, like from Earth or hmm. a alien? That's a good question. Do you have a preference? No. I kind of like from Earth. I kind of like from Earth um, random circumstance, not an engineered thing, not a proper Captain America. Something happened that has that that transformed this person into a into an a, a, a larger than life energy-powered being. Love it. Just happens sometimes, you know. Just happens. Oops. What, what, you know, you wake up one day and you think, well, guess I just got to go to work, and then by the end of the day, you're an an immortal energy being, and it's like, oh, well, (laughs) well, geez. (laughs) Mondays, am I right? Mondays. Big Monday energy. (laughs) Really big energy, actually. Yeah, now now that I say it out loud. So I think that's my scene. Right is Love is it. is it is that's the that's that's where it's wrong is that it's not the archon isn't just a tool there's people there's at least a person there that truly saw me as a person and not as the archon. Love it. All right, so I just drew the six of diamonds, which is the time you made them a promise. I guess that we should probably figure out a little bit like okay. It would probably make sense if this organization already existed and we were both part of it Okay. right? Sure. Or at least I was, and you were, like, our pet project or whatever. I kind of, so, <laughs> it reminds me, that, that, that pitch reminds me a little bit of, uh, if we're talking about, if, if this whole episode is us just, t- just gushing about the, the trash that we love, um... <laughs> Like the the premise of the the CW Supergirl show is that is that Supergirl is essentially like a freelance agent of the organization in charge of like monitoring these large these like worldwide threats, and I think mm-hmm. that's an arrangement that really interests me. Yeah, is like is like this is an organization that exists. The Archon appeared, and it was like, hey, just so you know, we're here. And it's okay. Then maybe we can we can work together to help people. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Love it. Great.
Um, hmm. So maybe, maybe Valley starts out as like a somewhat like low level agent looking mm-hmm. for them, but maybe she's the one that like finds the Archon. I'm into that. Um, like there's some kind of like report of like, you know, <laughs> my, my first thought was like school bus magically like, you know, returned from lake that it fell into, which is just me vaguely remembering Man of Steel. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's literally exactly what happens. All right, great. Glad that that movie's in my brain for some reason. Um, I think I only watched the first half of it. You, um, you didn't miss much. <laughs> no, I know. Um, and like, she's the one who's like, we gotta go and follow this lead. This could be something. Like, I love that. Superheroes aren't real. I love that a lot. Do superhero comics exist in this world if you're, like, the only... I kind of love that they do. I kind of <laughs> yeah. love that, like... Because I, I am a sucker for the trope of... Of... Person with superpowers looks at a comic book and realizes <laughs> that that's what they should be doing. Like, that I'm a sucker for. Every time it happens, oh, yeah. I, like, I'm fist pumping in the air. I, I lose oh. my shit. Okay, so that's perfect. So what I, I, you know, this is me taking your character a bit, but what if it's like, so Valley finds this, like, dude who, maybe maybe they're even, like, not teens, because she's working for this. Maybe she's, like, an intern. Maybe they are, like, mm-hmm. you know, young college age. Um, and she, like, finds this this dude who, you know, whoa, has superpowers, and she's like, you're like a superhero and like shows him the comics. I love that. And like, I don't know, maybe Aster never really read superhero comics and he's like, whoa, like really impressed by it. Um, And she's like, you know, if you work with us, then like you can be like that. And he's a little bit doubtful. And she's like, you know, I promise like this is what. (laughs) I love that. I like that a lot. Like, like you're going to be able to help people. That's that's what you're going to be able to do. I like that a lot. I like that also because, A, A, it implies that Aster either is uh, an 80s jock or <laughs> a little bit of a himbo. And both of those are very good. <laughs> Absolutely. And also, I like that it is, there's this element of... Aster gets these powers and like at the start of their relationship and their 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 like acquaintanceship when they meet has no idea what he's doing with them and is like I don't know I I I'm changed in a way that I can't quite put into words and I don't know how to handle that. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. Especially if you haven't read superhero comics, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier once you understand superhero comics and like what the implications of you were transformed in a in a lab accident and now it's like you not have even a big deal. Yeah, I that's look, if I got transformed in a lab accident tomorrow and suddenly had psychic powers, like I got the next eight steps memorized. <laughs> I'm shopping for capes no later than six PM. I mean you do have a really good like superhero secret identity name. I do. I do. <laughs> But, like, again, if I'd never read a superhero comic, then I'm lost. Yeah, you might just turn into... That's what all the supervillains did. They didn't know. They didn't know. It's not their fault. So is that the promise? So what's the, so what's the promise, then? 
Well, I think I think the promise is like you're going to be able to to be like that. I like that. I like that a lot. It's you're going to be able to help people and to make a difference in the world. Maybe even wear a cape. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, there's definitely a moment. There's there's definitely a moment where like they're flipping through the pages of a comic and Aster's like, "It's a pretty cool cape." <laughs> And they definitely have that moment, they, that that exchange of, you'll get to help people and maybe wear a cape. Like, that's a thing that that happens. And he's like, yeah. God bless. I will wear a cape. <laughs> it's going to look super cool in a cape. And then Incredibles comes out and it's like, oh, damn. Oh, man. <laughs> Sits in the theater just pouting. Like, I like capes. <laughs> so I drew the Jack of Diamonds. Oh. All right, that is the time you stop them from doing something dangerous. The time you stop them from doing something dangerous. Oh, this was... Oh, this was moments before we got separated. Oh, cool. This actually might be the moment we got separated. Like, it's it's that, like... It's shades of the, the, the Avengers when Iron Man has that nuclear bomb that he's flying in. It's like... There are, it's like, there's a coordinated operation going in, and, and Archon is like, no, like, that Valley is leading, right? Like, there's an orchestrated yeah. effort to take down this alien cruiser, and Archon just, like, stops in front of a fleet of planes, and is like, is like, I can't let you do this. Like, if, 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 if your operation is successful, then nine of the most talented agents that are that this organization has ever seen are gone if i if i do this then one of our then one agent of this organization is gone nine lives is greater than one life and that's when he tears through that portal and before the planes Mm -hmm. have a chance to do anything the portal is gone damn that's real good (laughs) Very superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Also, my first thought when you said nine lives are greater than one was, and that's why I'm saving this cat. <laughs> um. <laughs> and that's why I'm carrying this cat to the heavy side layer where it will be reborn. <laughs> All right, give us our next card. Ellie. Yeah. All right, three of clubs. Three of clubs. The three of the clubs. Ta- it's the time you defied society's expectations of you. All right. This, I feel like I, I have to think of something good for this. Um, I mean, maybe this is like, is this Valley joining the organization or is it her like doing something that the organization doesn't want her to do? Also, should we name it or is it just the organization? I kind of <laughs> like the, the organization. I kind of like the organization. Cool. Um... So you like a double meaning, you know, because they're mm-hmm. organizing and also it is an organization. Um, I mean, okay, maybe, I mean, now that I've kind of set her up as like person who likes superheroes, um, I do like the idea that like she is this like, at the beginning, this like weirdo who's like, yeah, no, what if there were people with powers though? I like that. <laughs> like, like this is a thing, maybe like probably even before she knew about Aster, it's just like. This is just, like, we're like S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, no, we're not like S.H.I.E.L.D. There's no superheroes. What are you doing? Yeah. I, so I, I like the idea that it is a fairly mundane, like, intelligence organization, and she single-handedly is like, but what if it was larger and weirder? 
And then eventually, because then that tells me that like after 60 years, it is an organization with space stations and time portals and like all of oh, the absolutely. weirdness that she's like, yeah, I made it this. <laughs> it was very boring before. <laughs> I did not want that internship, but... <laughs> I love that. I love that a lot. Alright, so I'm drawing my next card. For our next card, we have... The Five of Spades. The Five of Spades. That is the time you saw something that reminded you of them. Hmm. Oh, is there... In this, like, otherworldly trash dimension, are there scattered pieces of comic books? <laughs> God, Yeah. Yep, that's exactly that's what it is. And like, oh gosh, you know what it is? I'm going to add to that and say, what if it's, what if we see like right, like in the time, in like the time bef between when like the Void Lord is defeated and when the time, the, the portal opens again, we see like murals, but they're like patchwork Murals made of, like, pieces and pages of comics that Archon has assembled that are just kind of floating in the air. Like, he grabs, like, a single panel and, like, puts it on a wall and we kind of pan out and we see that he's, like, reassembled entire comics out of just panels and scraps of from that he's found, like, in junkyards. And well, he just steps back and he's like, this is good. That's pretty good. I don't know how he's going to get out of this one, but that's really good. <laughs> that's cute <laughs> i like that a lot god this is just like i feel like either like there's some kind of fan theory about this you know this comic series that we're making mm -hmm. that like valley created all of this stuff with her mind or something mm -hmm. like i just there's something there and i don't know if it's gonna amount to anything mm -hmm. in this actual game but i de at least there's a fan theory that's like Valley created superheroes by thinking about them a lot. I like that. I, I, yeah. Right? And, like, she created the time portal, and that's why there's comics in there. It all makes sense. Look at my cork board. <laughs> Please view my, view my hashtag on Tumblr. It's all there. <laughs> all right. Ten of clubs. A private moment of doubt. Hmm. I mean, there's, like, an obvious one that's just like she doubts that superheroes exist but that's boring um oh maybe it's like training the archon hmm because <laughs> we gotta have a training montage we gotta have a training montage um and it just looks really rough there for a minute oh for sure because he has no clue what he's doing he he and she is trying to figure out how to train the first superhero ever yeah, like, how do you, like, how do you, and, like, there's an issue of, like, consciousness, because I think that, like, his abilities and his perception of things are so expanded that it's, like, she's trying to explain to him how to use his abilities in this way that is, like, larger than life, but also, he's very dumb. <laughs> I love him. Like, also, he's a simple boy, and, like... <laughs> He's a he's an airheaded boy, and I I love that. Yeah, God, she's just like trying to. I don't even know. I feel like there's definitely some like cardboard targets 
Mm -hmm. I'm like trying to get him like move around. How do you even do that? And just like taking cues from comic books. But he's like, no, none of this stuff works because nobody else has powers. I can't have them do that. Mm -hmm. God, and just like it's it's hard. Yeah, I think that. I love and she's that. also still an intern, so I think she's not really she's doing all of this off the clock. Oh sure, I think his ex- his his existence I think is still a secret. Yeah, because I think like, like in somebody's basement. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which is the worst place to have this happen because he can like shoot fire out of his hands. Yep. Great. <laughs> love it. Extremely love it. So the five of hearts we're gonna set aside. For the five of diamonds. So that is the time you realized your separation was coming. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. No, I know exactly what it is. Because we kind of laid out the moment that, like, we both knew the separation was coming. Mm Mm-hmm. But what if, but, like, that tells me there's also a moment right before that where Archon, like, either wasn't keyed in to the fact that Valley's plan was happening or Mm. that like there was a change in plans. And either way, Archon just saw planes overhead and knew Valley was in one of them. And for as much as he, he talked about it being nine, you know, saving all of your lives in this organization, he didn't want Valley to go through that portal. Mm hmm. Yeah, maybe it was one of those things where, like, like Valley knew that he would do this, so she didn't tell him. Yep. And then he went and did it yeah. anyway. God damn, you, you hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Hate to see it. Oh, I actually got a heart. Baby's first heart. The streak is broken. Oh, that's two of them. All right, queen of clubs. Getting a lot of clubs. Um. The time you made a new friend. Love that. Um. Yeah, I mean, let's. Th- I'm. This organization's kind of a big deal to me, so let's make somebody else in it. Maybe this is at at this time in the timeline, like a fellow, like intern, low level agent kind of person who kind of like oh maybe they're like the first person to know about the archon i like that like like this is a person who i kind of talk to about like my weird ideas about like superheroes and saving the world and stuff and they're like okay yeah i guess like you're kind of weird but that's you know that'd be cool if you're right i I doubt you're right but (laughs) i'm into it um and then Maybe, you know, we, we kind of talk a little bit and, and become, like, casual friends, have lunch together sometimes. And, and then eventually, like, when I, when I feel like you're, you know, ready-ish, I'm like, hey, you want to you wanna see something really cool? I love it. As ready as I'm going to be. In my basement. <laughs> that, which really, <laughs> when is the answer to that question not yes? When is the answer of you want to come into my basement and see something cool? When is that answer not yes? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I, oh. Hi, computer. Please work. All right, thanks. All right, go for it. I've pulled the queen of diamonds. 
Right, the the time they encouraged you to do something risky. Oh, this is this is uh the first like not necessarily like a super villain battle, but like uh meteor coming to earth or something like a big like earth-shattering event that I had to I was not like equipped for. Mm. Like there's a moment where I'm staring down this asteroid and I hear Valley's voice in my ear, either through an earpiece or some sort of psychic connection. Let's say it's a psychic connection because that would explain how I'm talking to you on a jet plane. <laughs> it's fair. So I hear this psychic connection and I'm like, just push it. Just push your powers like it's that potential is in there. I believe in you. You can do this. And I close my eyes and the Archon like clutches and, you know, claps his hands together. And the asteroid isn't just it isn't even shattered. It just like it dissolves. Like whether there's like a blast of energy or like a psychic exertion or something like it just like evaporate like the asteroid like evaporates. <laughs> and then everyone looks up and it's snowing. Yep. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right. Three. Oh, I finally have a spade. Three of spades. Um, hmm. Oh, funny, considering we just decided we have a psychic connection. Um, but the time you heard the other in your head and did not listen. Hmm. I don't think this is literal, considering you're in a time portal, but that is very funny. That is good. Um, I mean, I think this is just... Okay, so so the, what we have so far is Valley's a weirdo who loves superheroes, figures out that superheroes are real, at some point actually makes this a thing, and is now, like, at least somewhat in charge of this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and since they're doing weird superhero stuff now, um, somebody, like, figures out this, you know, very experimental serum – Mm -hmm. That is supposed to, like, you know, give you strength. You don't age. They probably don't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's serum that does stuff. And she's like, yeah, no, I'll test it. <laughs> um, And I think Aster would think that's really dumb and not oh. a good idea. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet there's a moment. Where, because we said that part of the struggles of training Aster to be a superhero was, like, the struggle of, like, connecting to his, like, perception of things. And mm -hmm. I bet there's a moment where, like, he just, you know, lashed out at that, right? Like, he's just like, I can't, I hate this. I hate that I can't connect to people anymore. I hate that I can't relate to people anymore like i don't feel things the same way that i used to or that mm. everyone else does and that sucks and so there's there what if there's a moment like right before she goes under where she hears that moment of like i can't be a normal person anymore mm. and she's like I'm, I'm going through with it anyway yeah that's good <laughs> all right flipping a card the king of hearts. Oh, it's a heart, so I'm going to hold on yeah. to it. 
Got it. Listen, there have definitely been times where I just like got the Ace of Hearts, put it in my thing, and then just like a couple turns later, been like, oh wait, shit. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Rules are t- rules are tough. <laughs> rules, they're fake, probably. So I got the Seven of Spades, which is the time we're separated. The time that they found a token, or the fi- time I found a token they left for you. What's the token that they left? What's the token Valley left for the Archon? Hmm. I mean, we kind of already said that there were comics, so it can't mm-hmm. be that. Um. Hmm. Is it like, I don't know, what would be like, I feel like it's got to be something that like already has significance to them. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm trying to think like what. I was going to go, I think, in the other direction. Oh, all right. I have something to throw out because I get a lot of them and they've come up on the show before. And right. I think about them from time to time. Games, uh-huh. Games, yes. Tabletop <laughs> role-playing games, specifically for two people. You got it. We're on the same page. Um, so, thinking about their time together as agents in the organization. hmm This is a very silly thought, but, like, there is something... The, the thing that immediately popped into my head was that... The, the cafeteria in the organization has a buy 10, get one free, like, meal thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that she just gave him, like, she's like, I'm not going to use this. <laughs> and it was, like, a completely mundane, meaningless thing at the time. That, like, he looks at in the portal and, like, it is the most meaningful thing in the world. It is the anchor. Yeah. <laughs> When I get out of here, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that free sandwich. I only needed to buy three more sandwiches. (laughs) I love that. That's great. All right. Nine of diamonds. The nine of diamonds is a time you talked about your future together. Man. God, I want this to be also like really early on. Mm-hmm. Like, probably after post, you want to see something cool in my basement. Um, so he's, like, more or less ready, trained, whatever. And, like, they're talking about, you know, what the future looks like for... Hmm. Is this... Is this, like, right before Valley is planning to tell the organization about everything that's been going on? Hmm. I like that. And this is, like, them talking about, like, what, like, what the future is even going to look like, like, for the two of them and the organization. So I was going to throw out a suggestion, and in true Jeff Stormer fashion, I now realize it can be both. <laughs> All right. Um, I was going to suggest, I think there's a, there's, I feel like, I was going to suggest that maybe there's a moment where they both kind of geek out about like all the cool stuff they're going to be able to do but also i was thinking there could be a moment where like along those lines of having that conversation of like i can't relate to people there's this moment of like i'm scared that this is going to change things Mm -hmm. and then i realized it can be both of those oh absolutely it can just be this long conversation seated on the hood of a car because again (laughs) just leaning into all the tropes that i like Talking about like, oh, we're going to do this, this, and this. You're going to be huge. You're going to change the world. And then also, but what if like this changes everything and 
I can never go back to a normal life. Yeah, that's very good. So I'm flipping the nine of clubs. Um, the time you felt the consequences of someone else's mistake. Hmm. So I have a pitch. All right. I have two pitches, and I'll let you kind of I'll float I'll float them both to you, and you can kind of see which one which one grabs you more. Is someone else's mistake the Archon's origin story, or is it? Or do we want to complicate the organization a little bit before Valley becomes the the head of it, and say that? Oh no, wait! It's yeah, it's got to be our lives before and apart. So it's almost, I was going to say, it can be a moment where the Archon, like, sees the organization do something shady, but that would mean that would that would be too late in the timeline. Well, the way, I mean, first of all, death of the author. But second Fair. of all, like, I, I kind of meant that as, like, before or oh, while gotcha. you're together, but, like, you're not, you know, like, basically stuff about your lives while you're together. Okay, I But gotcha. not specifically related to your relationship. Okay, then, yeah. Which one more interests you? Are you more interested in... Seeing the organization as as on the shadier side before Valley takes it over and transforms it, or about something, someone's mistake leading to the existence of the Archon. I definitely like complicating the organization. Okay, though I don't I don't want to say that that Valley's Valley's version isn't shady. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, <laughs> then maybe there's a moment where. Oh, then you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe there's a parting of ways of the Archon and the organization before he goes through the mm. portal. Maybe that's why he's not keyed into the plan to fly those ships in. Oh, I love that. That like they they had him on a mission, right? He realized halfway through that he was doing something that was uh, ethically way objectionable. And then went, I'm done. I, 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 this isn't being a hero on the terms that I wanted it to be. Yeah, I mean, Valley promised. Valley promised that I was going to help people and what I'm doing here is not helping people. Yeah, and at that point, Valley was too, like, tangled up in organization mm -hmm. shit to even, like, be able to stand with him. Yep. Damn. So there's... Probably a period where they didn't really speak. Yeah. She didn't get to say goodbye. He didn't get to say goodbye. <laughs> Love that. Great. Oh. All right. Eight of diamonds. Uh, the time your relationship got you into trouble. Good. Oh, man. Is this just, like, there is a point where, like, Archon is part of the organization and they're just not professional. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I don't, like, I, I guess we still haven't really decided if they were, like, together together during this time or not. But even just, like, you know, they're, they're at, like, mission briefings and just, like, mm -hmm. making jokes to each other and laughing and... <laughs> yeah. Um, probably also because, like... They're probably pretty young, like, like on the younger side of people there, because, well, you know, the Archon's, like, a superhero, and Valley's yeah. the one who discovered him, and so they get promoted. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's just, like, a, a room full of, like, 40-year-olds, and then, like, these two, like, 23-year-olds, like... 
Yeah. Trying to pretend to be professional. Extremely good, yes. And just, like, telling each other, like, top secret stuff that they're not supposed to tell each other. It's oh, like, for okay, sure. we both know, but, like, you don't know that the other one knows. You're not supposed to... God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Use the code words. <laughs> yeah, we, we said that was off the record. <laughs> it can't be off the record if we're just having a conversation. <laughs> I love that. I love it when people are dorks. That kind of makes me think that they weren't, like, a romantic item. Yeah. That maybe they just, like, one of those classic, they didn't realize the feelings they had for each other until they were separated. Or until, like, circumstances put them into that position. Yeah. They just thought they were goofy friends, and then the prospect of losing one another made them go, I couldn't possibly live a moment without you. Yeah. Love that. Two of clubs. Encouragement from someone close to you. I think the head of the organization probably takes an interest in the Archon. Mm. And probably, like, in a way that I, I, I like, I always like when the head of the organization is, I always like when the head of an organization in comics is, like, less formal or official than everyone else in the organization. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I always like, I like, so I like the idea of, of being of other than uh, Valley and her friend, right? I think the three people that the Archon can trust are Valley. Her, do we give her friend a name? No, I can, I can do that. Hold on. I'll name the head of the organization and uh, her name is Chase Vandergraff. Love it. Um, I think Valley's friend is named Monarch Mason. Monarch Mason. Damn, good name. I feel outclassed by that name. <laughs> and Chase is like, in in a way that the rest of the organization is like, here are your marching orders, here's the things you have to tackle. I think Chase is the, is the person that like, there's a moment where Aster is completely, uh, completely overwhelmed. And Chase is the one person, is the head of this organization that's like, you got to do what you got to, like, you got to do what you can do. If you, if you, if you go underwater, if you drown, then that doesn't help anybody. Mm -hmm. Be the best you that you can be. And we'll be here to back you up. Love that. Yeah, and I like that kind of at the beginning when, like, Valley probably is still, like, oh my god, superheroes, and, yeah. like, doesn't really know how to, like, figure out what a limit is. <laughs> we could do this, 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 and this, and then only as the person that has overseen this organization from its birth, Chase is like, listen, you can't, you can't do everything. Focus on what you can do. That's how you'll make the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think in general, Valley's very much the kind of person who, like, Wants to, like, do everything. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Love that. Alright, seven of dime. I'm getting so many diamonds. Um, the time you bonded over a shared interest. <laughs> I feel like we already have a little bit of that. Um, but maybe something other than superhero comics. <laughs> Man, well, okay, what was, like, I mean, what was Aster's hobby before... Or, I mean, what's happening? I mean, you can have a hobby when you're a superhero. So, connecting squarely to the line about, like, 
you can wear a cape. <laughs> mm -hmm. Aster was a fashionista. <laughs> Perfect. Aster, Aster lived for cutting a great look. So, like, that was Aster's favorite thing in the world. You know, had an outfit for every occasion, had notebooks full of, like, dream outfits, was just like a, was just like a, yo, I'm gonna look so sharp in this outfit right here. See these lines? They're gonna make my hips pop. Right here. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, I think probably Valley is the kind of person who's like, oh, I don't, I don't care about fashion, but, like, when they start talking about, like, they're like, this is, this is obviously them designing Mm -hmm. His outfit, right? Like, and she's just, like, losing her mind, like, looking, you know. Okay, here's, like, six different references from different superhero comics. We don't have to go with any of these. But, you know, I know that you said you wanted a cape. So here's, like, 12 different capes. You know, I here's, like, the ref the numbers of, like, references of what comics they're from. Do because, you, want you know, Superman has a different one in issue 7 and issue 12. So, like, you know, we could do either of them. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Do you want the half cape? Do you want the double cape? Do you want shoulder epaulets? Do you want it to connect in the front? Do you want it to be tied into the shoulder seams? Oh, man, he's got to have epaulets, right? I love epaulets. Oh, he definitely lands on epaulets. God bless. I'm glad we're on the same page on the epaulets. As soon as I thought of it, I was like, yeah, we're going epaulets. <laughs> Perfect. King of Spades. The time someone knew too much about your past. Oh, I bet. Oh, we're, we're leaning hard into it. Screw it. We're too late in the recording not to lean hard into it. Um, in his battles with the Void Lord, it is 100% revealed that through the cosmic, the cosmic power of the Void Lord's encroaching, uh, encroaching presence on reality, that... Like, that it was arranged in such a way that Valley's psychic imprint did, in fact, consciously drive, like, a burst of void energy to infect Archon. And, like, all these things are, in fact, all connected. God. <laughs> the void, the void war, Valley's love of superheroes, the Archon's presence, like, these things are all connected. Oh, so it's just all, all of this is just, like incidental in this weird interdimensional war that we know nothing about yeah Hell it's, yeah. it's it's you have no idea you have no idea the role that you play in this and archon's like <sighs> you're right i don't <laughs> jokes on you i've never known a goddamn thing bold of you to think that i would ever <laughs> know a thing that sounds awful <laughs> i love that so much i love my sweet sweet boy I got a heart. All right, Jack of Spades. The time you felt yourself transform for a moment back into the person you once were. Oh, that's good. Because this is like Valley, you know, 50 whatever years in. I've been focusing so much on like the very beginning that it's like, oh yeah, this <laughs> Spades is like 60 years. Um, I mean, she's she's changed a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Like, looks the same, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, she's been in charge of this organization, and, like, probably they haven't found any more, like, archons, but 
they've definitely found more weird shit, you know, probably just, what is the word that I'm thinking of? Just like collateral, I guess. Yeah. Like the void war, you know? Yeah. And yeah, maybe like it becomes about like these weird like artifacts or whatever that are coming through weird void portals. I like that. Um, And so, and like she's had to become this, you know, she's no longer this like starry eyed superhero fan. Um, she's like running this organization of people who wear suits. I'm into that. And God, what is like, is there, there, maybe they're moving locations or like cleaning headquarters or something. And somebody comes to her and like, it's like, I found this. And it's like, you know, I was going to say it's like some official Archon comic which probably does exist. But I think what it is, it's like a comic that they drew together. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like maybe it was it was around the same time that they were they were figuring out his outfit. Yep. Um <laughs> and so like because of that, like every other page has a different outfit. I love it. I love it so much. And like they signed it at the end. <laughs> Little notes on the margins like hips popping underlined. <laughs> And, and, and she reads it and she's like, oh my God, like it's been so long. And, and maybe like then she goes back and she, (laughs) you know, she opens like the bottom drawer of her desk and there's, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different superhero comics in there. I love it. She just spends a little bit reading them. I love it a lot. We have the six of clubs. That is the the time you rejects it an important opportunity. Oh, I bet Chase offered to hand the organization to Archon. God. Which, on the one hand, why? <laughs> Listen, I love him, but this boy is stupid. Don't do, don't offer that boy. Don't give it that, don't give that boy. But I, and I think like, I bet that's exactly why he turned it down. <laughs> it's just, uh, no, no, no. He like, he, he came up with like a very bluster, a very like flustered, blustery kind of, uh, explanation of like no too much power not no i no that's power corrupts uh i'm already i'm already on the line i mean you really don't want no and really in the back of his head he's like i don't want to lead meetings i don't want people to, i don't want people to, i don't want to have to like answer phone calls god he's so valid what a mood it flashes in his head of like him sitting at a desk and looking at a pencil and just being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I love him. I love him a lot. Oh, five of clubs thinking about what you wanted with your future. Oh, I mean, this has to be like before everything. Mm-hmm. This is like, what did Valley want before what she thought she wanted was weird superhero bullshit organization. Um. Oh, she wanted to write superhero comics, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, she wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, oh, and then the, what if the comics in her drawer are old scripts? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Love that. Fun fact, she was the one who really invented the post-credit scene. People don't tell you that. that. I'm into that. 
All right, so the three of diamonds. The time you told them something you'd never told anyone before. Leaning hard onto my Superman tropes. Mm-hmm. What if it's like... There's there's the, the classic kind of Superman dilemma that I really love. Of, like, you can't save everyone. Mm-hmm. And, like, you like Valley is the one person that Archon, like, is like... I've... I, like... I, I feel that. I feel that weight. And Valley's the one person that Archon has, like, conveyed to of, like, of, like, the level of exhaustion of feeling like the world is on your shoulders. Yeah. And it's that, like, and it's that, you know, feeling like, I, I, I don't know if I can do this forever. Yeah. I don't know if I can feel that weight on my shoulders forever. God, that's definitely a good parallel to you know, Valley 60 years later, probably thinking the same thing. Yep. Good. Four of clubs. The time you conform to society's expectations of you. Oh, I mean, is that, is that like her giving up this pipe dream of being a comic book writer and Mm -hmm. trying for some dumb suits wearing internship? Yeah. Taking some boring office job. Yes, that's the word that I was thinking. Suits wearing, uh huh. Um, yeah, and I don't think that she thinks that it's gonna be like forever. No, it'll be a year tops. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go to the big city. Um, yeah, but but you know she's still having her whole imagination thing, even when she's there, which is nice. I I love the idea that like at any office job she would do that like she's yeah. like working for an insurance company like hey do you think superheroes exist <laughs> yeah what do, you, what do you think about that listen I have some <laughs> theories that I want to float your way <laughs> but I also like the idea that the organization at this point is extremely boring yeah which definitely. ties in nicely to the cafeteria coupon <laughs> yeah that's like the most fun thing that's there it's like a little game all right Next card is the Ace of Hearts. Do we think we're ready? Yeah. I think so. I think so. All right. So now that we've flipped the Ace of Hearts, we have our reunion. We already, we've we've decided where the, uh, we've decided, well, we haven't decided where. We know that the portal opens. Is that, okay, I'm thinking, like, I feel like, I feel like Valley is, like, there, right? Like, like, at this point, the organization is the kind of place that's tracking that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, I th- God, there's definitely, like, that scene where, like, somebody comes over, you know, somebody come, comes over and is like, you're going to want to have a look at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, you know, they're like, we don't know, but it might it might be, like, that time portal from 60 years ago. And so she goes in person. I like that. Which is, like, super rare, probably. Oh, yeah. Because at this point, at this point, she's, maybe we get a shot of, like, her at a desk looking at a pencil in the same way that Archon saw himself (laughs) doing that. Doing the, like, if I make it, look, I can make it, I can make it wobble. You can make the pencil wobble. (laughs) Okay, And then it's like, where is it? Okay, where does the portal open? Because I'm thinking either in the middle of a desert or in the middle of the ocean and they're on a boat. I like the mid- oh, I like the middle of the ocean. 
yeah, just like they're on this like, I guess it probably wouldn't be like a really tiny boat, but like a medium sized boat. Yeah. And just like trying to get the the time right. And like the, the it's kind of stormy a little bit. If I may throw something out for maximum, maximum drama, maximum mm-hmm. extra. Always. If it's, if like they, they send out a whole crew, Valley is there. But it takes a while, and most of the crew, like, le- like they're like, all right, well, the- we have to revisit the numbers, and Valley stays there anyway <laughs> for when the portal actually does open. God, just because of, like, the framing that we already set up, I thought you were going to be like, and it's like the Odyssey, and they get picked <laughs> off one by one. <laughs> they get turned into pigs. Yep, they-, they, do get- they do get turned to pigs, but, like, it's not related to anything else. It's just... <laughs> it just happens sometimes. Sometimes things are real weird like that. God, they're in like the fucking Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> it's exactly in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> God. That's perfect. Oh, but I guess the question is, is it the same place where it opened or is it like not? Like I, the first I, time? I don't feel like it needs to be. Yeah. That's fair. I, I think it just needs to be like, this is the first time that an actual portal to the void has opened. And so... There's that chance, right? Yeah. And that's 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 enough. Yeah. No, I like that. So now we're going to take turns answering the heart questions that we've drawn. Yeah, I'm assuming that you have more than me. So you uh, can go first. Because I, right. I have three. All right, yeah, I've got them all laid out on the table here. So I will start with the two of hearts. Oh, you don't have to go like an out and... Oh. Number order if you don't want Let's to. Let's see. Let me look at the questions. We have the two of hearts, which is one thing you've noticed about the other that has changed. Where are you? Is it somewhere familiar or new? I'll start with that one because we've already been talking about it. I think we crash land into the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I, I think like, I, I kind of like gracelessly falling through this portal. <sighs> like it was an accident. God, Yeah. Like, it just happened. Like, it was a naturally occurring thing that I just tumbled through a portal. Yeah, and, like, Valley's been preparing for this for, like, a month now. Yeah, and I was just flying (laughs) through space. A portal opened, and, like, I come zipping through the portal. Archon flies through the portal full speed, smashes into the water, skips like a rock on a pond a few times, (laughs) and then lands on the boat with a thud, soaking wet. Costume is, is basically ruined. And it's like, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh it's awful. Oh, everything tastes like salt water. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> so that's my first question. God, I haven't been wet in sixty years. Oh god, I forgot. I hate it. I hate water. I forgot. <laughs> All right, so I think I'm gonna start with, um, the four of hearts, which is what is the first thing you say to the other. I think, like, when this, hmm, I was going to say that she takes cover when the portal opens, but maybe she doesn't. Um, oh, oh, I love, oh, I also, love that, though, also is the this, thing. This is the, the slightly, like, the near future, so it's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a cool cyber boat. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I so just remembered that. It's a, it's a hover boat, sure. <laughs> oh, it's a hover boat. Perfect. Um... Yeah, I think maybe, like, the the one other person that's still on the boat with her is, like, 
you know, below deck or whatever when it opens, but she just stands there. Um, probably has to, like, brace herself on the railing, the cyber, the hover railing. Um, but, like, right when he lands, she, she goes over and she's like, Aster, is that you? He's still just spitting up salt water. <laughs> yep, that's him, all right. Yep. I mean, I think, I think, like, probably she rehearsed that in her head so many mm-hmm. times. Like, it's still, like, she can just say it somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it comes out kind of almost fake. Yeah. Because it's been rehearsed so many times that it almost undercuts the genuine emotion. Yeah. But then, then the fact that there is that genuine emotion kind of makes her trim, like, tri- or tumble over it mm-hmm. in a way that's very good. Yeah. So I'm going to answer the, let's see, the six and the king. What is something you notice in your surroundings? How do you, how do you greet them? I think I'm going to answer how do you greet them, which is the king of hearts. And I'm going to say, like, uh, after, after flailing and spitting up water, I see uh, Archon sees Valley and, like, steps up and, like, adjusts and, like, strikes the coolest pose that he can. <laughs> Which, like, is, is it still cool? Is it... <laughs> it it would look cool if he wasn't covered in mud and salt water. <laughs> and a fish had not become lodged in one of his epaulets. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, that's a look. But it's that it's that feeling of, like, of, of... Now that I know how important Valley is to Archon, like, Archon has to look cool. Like, there's still that feeling out moment of not being ready to open up emotionally. Mm. So this is interesting because the two cards that I have left are the Jack and the Queen of Hearts, which are what about this reunion fears you and what about this reunion calms you? Oh, those are very good cards to have. So I'm wondering which one to do first. Um, I, hmm. I mean, I think what about this reunion fears me is that like, you know, I've changed so much, or, you know, Valley has changed so much, and she's probably worried that mm-hmm. that he has too, in a way that, like, they can't go back. You know, like, because even at the end of, oh, like, before oh, sure. the, the, the portal, they weren't really talking that much. And I think, I mean, that, that actually segues to the point where I'm actually going to answer one of my questions in response, which is... What do I notice about the other that has that has changed? I think that Archon is immediately like gives one look over to Valley, like the way that she's standing, the way like mm. you know the way that she's maybe her posture is just a little bit more proper than it was when they last saw each other. Yeah, little tiny details, and he quickly kind of surmises, and he's like. So, uh, Chase gave you the gig after me, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I wanted to make, I wanted, I feel like she wants to make some kind of joke about, like, how mm-hmm. she was a better choice than him, but it isn't the time. <laughs> For sure. But, like, yeah, I think, and I think that, like, <laughs> that's the immediate thing that he notices is, like, is yeah. he's like, oh, okay. And I almost think... I almost think that he's the one to under to like undercut the moment of like yeah. 
Thank God, I thank God, because you are a way better choice than me. Did did you know that she offered me the gig? Because why? Oh, God, Valley laughs, and it's probably the first time that she's laughed in, like, ten years. Um, oh, and what about this reunion calms you? Um, sure is nice to be back with my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I don't think that she's had anyone talk to her like that in a while. Probably not since, you know, Chase died, whenever that was. You've been you've been the head of the organization for decades. Yeah. Like that's that's a that's a that's a And there's probably a scene with Valley and Chase, right? Like there's probably a moment where Valley and Chase is like right before Valley accepted where Chase is like it you're you're accepting a lonely gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one where, where other people, you won't always be able to understand other people. Yeah. And they won't be able to understand you. It all comes back to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw, I'm going to do something bold and unprecedented. <laughs> and answer two questions at the same time. Oh, damn. Which is, I'm going to answer the six of hearts, which is something I notice in my surroundings. But also the ace of hearts, which is the reunion happens, answer your hearts questions. Oh, I see that now. Hearts is the suit. I thought that just meant the questions I have in my real actual <laughs> human heart. I mean, go for it. <laughs> uh, Whatever you want to say. Because I think what I've noticed, I think what Archon notices in his surroundings is like, he sits down next to Valley and he like looks around and he just... He's, first off, he looks over the edge of the boat and he's like, is this boat hovering over the water? <laughs> Whatever. We'll get to that. I have questions. But I think the thing that heart. he... I think the thing that he notices is like, so you're here alone. He notices that like, he notices and he pieces together that the head of the organization did not need to be here. That... At no point did she have to make the call to meet him here or to see what was coming through that portal. And I think that's the moment when it really sets in that like that was that that was a a personal choice that she made. And also the fact that like she's more or less alone. And I think maybe I, I do think there's a moment where he starts to say like you waited out here by yourself and from the underside of the boat you just hear. Also, Greg is here. <laughs> Hi. It's good to see you. Hey, Greg. Valley's like, yeah, he's he's fine. He's new. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Look forward to work with you, Greg. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're coming back to the organization then. Uh, new leadership seems better than the old one. I don't know. I, I, I heard that. She's getting kind of old, done with it. Oh my god, does he even know? No, I don't think he does. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, boats hover now. It's been like 20 minutes. Damn. (laughs) What an eventful day it's been. (laughs) So, the the last question that I have Mm -hmm. is we established that, like, I think at least we established, or at least I established in my head... That, like, there were clearly romantic feelings that were unspoken of 
I guess my question is, are they spoken upon either at this moment or in the future? I think probably not at this moment, right? I th- I don't think at this moment. But I think eventually. I think, I, I mean, what, I think that, that Valley steps down eventually. Like, probably not, like, immediately, but within the next couple of years. I don't even know if that long. Yeah. Maybe not immediately, but I, because I think that, like, I think they both kind of have faced that moment of wearing the world on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. That I think they could both face that moment of, like, it's time to step down and, and live on our own terms. Yeah, that's fair. In as much as a, as a, as two separate semi-immortal superpowered beings can live on their own terms. <laughs> you know, casual. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the thing. Because I would think that, that Valley would stop taking the serum after she steps down. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I would assume that the Archon would continue aging now because like it's a time portal. I don't know. Prob- I, I think so. I would. I, I okay. think. I, I think so. We established that he's not an alien or anything, so I think so. And also, the yeah. idea of them growing old together is very good. So yeah. I'm gonna lean into that. Yeah, just just like sitting on the porch. <laughs> oh, and then I, I think I have one last moment I want to throw out before we wrap. Mm-hmm. Tying into that, like. If she stops taking the serum, and I and and Archon has had sixty years to, like, think on his powers and like his legacy and all of that, he could probably pass those powers on to somebody. Oh damn! And like hand off that. I and like that. That's how we get Gary the Superman. <laughs> Oh, God, I love the last, like, shot. God, no, this is, like, in a cinematic universe where, like, this is the backstory one. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the after credit scene that Valley invented um, is, sure. like, <laughs> is, <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. Um, but it's, like, him giving the powers to some, like, yeah 14-year-old kid. And, like, oh, that's yeah. the main character of the new cinematic universe. Oh, yeah, and they're they're flipping through a comic book and... Like they're flipping through and then a comic look book. Look up, and the real Argon is there. Yep, and it's like we should talk. <laughs> I love that. And that's a wrap. That's game. Yeah. Thank you so much for playing it with me. This was a blast. <laughs> Thank you. That was. I love it. I loved, I loved superhero nonsense. I loved every minute of it. Thank you so much. This was great. So real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Yeah, so you can find my games at metagame.itch.io. Um, you can find my Twitter at jaceadax, J-A-C-E-A-D-D-A-X. Um, and I don't know where the Kickstarter will be at this point. You can find a link um, to it in the show notes. Yeah, or you can. it'll be on my pinned tweet probably. Perfect. Um, and I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. This was an absolute delight. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Riley for coming on the show. That game was... God damn, that game was really, really good. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about It's Been a Long, Long Time, as well as the Kickstarter for Venture and Dungeon. Go back that game, get your copy of it, make it even better than it already is. And be sure to follow Riley on Twitter at Jace Adax. 
Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. And join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. If you enjoy the show, there's a ton of great ways that you can support it. You can leave us a nice review on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. It probably has some sort of review function. They help they help discoverability. They help new listeners find the show. Uh, I will say, candidly, the three that uh, are the best to review on, because they're the three that I get email alerts about, are iTunes, Stitcher, and Podchaser, just because those are the ones that I get a little notification, which makes my day better, which don't you want to make my day a little better? Speaking of ways to make my day a little better, you can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Coffee.com slash Jeff Stormer or PayPal.me slash Jeff J Stormer because Jeff Stormer was taken. Lastly, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, you can check out a podcast called All My Fantasy Children, which is a podcast that I'm on with my best friend Aaron Catano Saez. It is a tabletop RPG inspired character creation, storytelling, and world building podcast powered by you. Every week, Aaron and I take a listener submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday ish at oneshotpodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers. The Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming onto the show as a guest, or about press coverage for the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that is it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single goddamn day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance, and as always... Party on, everybody.